Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the Iceman, jeff trunapole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the cincinnati reds who are not going to have a normal opening day for the third straight year in a row because of rob manford and the moron owners anyway how you doing? If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,507 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you guys are watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the uh, subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat, we're doing super chat. So if you want to make sure your comment gets read, or if you have a question for my guest today is Andrew Fox Miller. 
He is the producer for James Rapine on most of his YouTube channel stuff. Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, well, it came down. We are not going to have baseball again for who the hell knows how long. All right, they might not start till May. Eh? They might not start till August. I don't know. At this point, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really care anymore because, look, NFL is such a juggernaut. They've got me excited about the combine, which is watching guys run around in shorts and a T-shirt. I've been wa- watching it all day, and nothing's actually happening. It's just guys talking. I'm trying to find out what the Bengals are doing. You know, we got to fix the offense line, all that stuff. Anyway. Let's get to my guest, Andrew Fox Miller. Like I said, he's a producer for James Rapine on most of his channels. He's a good follow on Twitter, and he's a good guy. Check him out. Here's Andrew. Andrew, what's going on, brother? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Just, uh, you know, enjoying that. Well, just kind of pissed off. We're not going to have any baseball again, and, you know, whatever. We got combine, you know, all, all that good stuff. You're not yeah. busy or anything, are you? uh no yeah so um yeah i am busy but i'm happy to be here i'll tell you that right now i am not being yelled at by james right now he he, just full uh, full transparency he he, he's trying to edit something for james right now so james if you're watching chill out all right andrew andrew's on my time right now okay (laughs) just kidding just kidding but yeah he's multitasking for me right now because duke tobin came out and was talking about Jesse Bates and how he wants to extend them. And well, we all do too. And we don't want it franchise tagged and yada, yada, yada. And we're all hoping it happens sometime soon. But we got what a week and a half left uh, before I think they have to, to tag him. So I, I, I'm hoping they don't tag him. I, I don't know. I mean, one thing's for sure Jesse Bates will be here next yeah, season. Yeah. He's gonna be <laughs> whatever flavor you want out of that yeah he, he's not going anywhere i mean we're, he's, we're not gonna i mean hell they could tag him for two years if they want to so the next two years you know he's not going anywhere but i hope they don't do that i you know prefer them to to sign him sure. but uh we've been waiting for that i thought he would get signed last year to be honest i really i really did think it was gonna happen last year but it didn't and it rolled on to the, to the season and i like i said i i talked to um um uh, uh, Troy Blackburn outside of practice one of these times early this summer. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, during the season, I'm like, yeah, I signed Jesse Bates. And he's like, well, we want to. He's like, but, you know, his agent wanted to wait till after the season and all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, cool. So when the season's over, get it done. Still waiting. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it seems straightforward. Then it seemed complicated. Then it seemed straightforward for a completely different reason during the regular season. And then it's still straightforward. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to, but at the same time, it does, it does feel a little bit, I mean, we've seen this before. How many times have we seen this where it's just around the NFL in general? Mm-hmm. I have to think that I'm sure Jesse Bates has his own convictions, his own uh, personal uh, belief in himself and what he knows he's capable of. But I also think it's business, right? And it, how many times have we seen that, right? I, I think it'll work out. Yeah, I, I think they will get something done because I, mean, I think Jesse Bates wants to be here. The Bengals want him to be here. It's just a matter of figuring out the money. I mean, he's not going to get... He's not going to be the highest paid safety in the league, nor does he deserve it. To be honest, after the season, like playoff Bates was awesome. If he'd done that during the season, then absolutely. But he didn't, unfortunately. And that's what the Bengals are going to hold against him, which they should. Like you said, it's a business, you know. But Jesse Bates can say, hey, look what I did in the playoffs. And, you know, that's you wouldn't have got to the Super Bowl if it wasn't 
for me for playing like I did, which is right. So back and forth goes, you know, there. And I don't know. I've heard some stuff, you know, 13 million over three years, 15 million over three years. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to get done, though. I think it is. Speaking of business, I don't know about you, but uh, and maybe this is me kind of showing my age and the era that was very impactful for me growing up watching this team. But every time I think about agents or just the business aspect of players negotiating, my mind immediately goes to that scene in Hard Knocks where Katie Blackburn is dealing with Andre Smith and all the, the every time I picture that moment of them trying to just get him to show up to train camp. I have no analysis behind that. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like that's just my, just the flash of my, I don't know if it's call it trauma, whatever you want to believe. <laughs> it's called but being a Bengals fan for the last 30 years or how, uh, however old you are. <laughs> that, that, that's my, that, that to me, I think it was one of the first times that I was just so frustrated and I got to see it. Mm-hmm. And and look, I, looking back, I, I, you know, I was just a, a crazy fan and I was just like, let's go. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know why. I guess I, every time I think about Jesse Bates, any of this, I think of that moment. That's that's what flashes my head. Like if you think of a certain color, if you get a certain emotion, <laughs> right, right, it triggers something. Deal with. Well, I mean, it's easy for us. We're fans, man. I mean, it's not our money. You know, they go sign him, man. What, what's what's the holdup? You know, he's one of the best safeties in the league. Go for it. But you, and this is where I, I this is where the Bengals just like to do with the offensive line. They don't pay for guards and they don't pay for safeties. This is what the ha- I think has to change for them. I think they're working on it, but I think it's hard <laughs> for them to come to grips that they got to pay for them. Now, let's get to the offensive line, and I want to get to what Adam Pacman Jones tweeted out earlier today. And I don't know if you saw it or not, but he said that the Bengals are in talks with uh, Ryan Jensen, you know, to be the center. Now, you know, who knows? It's Pacman, but I, you know, I'm taking for what it, what it were. That's what he said. So sure. this kind of goes with what I've been saying the last couple weeks to sign Jensen, and they could move. Trey Hopkins over to guard. And the reason I say that is because the Bengals don't pay for guards. They'll pay for a center and they'll pay for a tackle. So if they got Trey Hopkins, who's under contract for another year, and he's already played guard and he was okay, people was like, well, he was terrible there. Well, when he was at guard, the whole offensive line was terrible, <laughs> you know? So yeah. you got to kind of take his gray of salt. He was probably the best one on that offensive line. So if you move him to guard, then you have, I don't know, probably competition again, at the other guard, which none of us want, but if you have an anchor at center and an anchor at your left and right tackles, which who knows, maybe they'll sign two tackles. I don't know. And then move, move Jonah Williams in, and you got Jonah, and you got Hopkins at guard. I, I don't. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But the point, sure. my point is, they they spend money on tackles and they spend money on centers. So that's where I keep thinking that there's a chance that if they're going to spend money on something, it's going to be on a center and a tackle. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately the question becomes: I think in that scenario, that initial. Uh, thought that you gave there with with Pac-Man's projections and if we move Trey over I think all that's fine I, I would question how as long as we're not moving too many pieces yeah right get everybody right. to <laughs> shift it around too much but yeah I mean everything checks out there I don't know with this Pac-Man thing I mean like I I saw the report I saw um I heard the little snippet of it and Something about it feels off to me and I can't I can't pinpoint it uh but we could talk about things that he's uh he just kind of said but it's not even about that it's i don't know is, is it is it the is it the timing i haven't even fully processed it to be honest so i guess we're doing that in this moment is it the timing of it for him to be running his mouth about it does that right. make sense right yeah i well, the thing is i mean he, he and he did a little video 
tweet or whatever. He goes, you don't think people talk? I'm like, of course, I'm sure players talk. I'm sure he's got somebody he, that Patman can talk to that, you know, he trusts or whatever. I mean, I believe that, you know, could be a thing. But, you know, is it going to be reality of, of what he's saying? I have no idea. Well, it's not even I get players talk, but should Adam Jones be talking right now publicly <laughs> right. about it? That's what I'm wondering. Like, well, he's I don't even podcast know all the now, so, you know, point, to be honest. Right. He's got his own podcast now to believe, believe uh, network with him and uh, uh, Solomon Wilcox. So, I mean, maybe he's trying to promote that some more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 this is the fun period of time. It, it, I guess it depends on what you enjoy. Uh, if you consider it punishment or uh, something enjoyable with all the rumors swirling, with all the projections and people just changing it left and right. I mean, you know, this week will be one thing. Next week will be another, especially when it comes to the draft. But I'm sure, and I've, I've heard uh, I've, I've heard others mention this. I've heard people that have come on here mention this. I, I, and I hope, I still agree, we're March 1st. We're in a new month. Mm-hmm. And I still feel the Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, right, I know. I like, well, uh, dude, and that's what's killing. I tweeted this out of watching NFL Network today. And every five seconds I'm seeing the Rams Super Bowl commercial. I'm like, I'm so done. I don't <laughs> want to see that anymore. I'm like, I want to watch the NFL. I don't care about the Rams. And. Like, oh my God! I'm so yeah. So yeah, we're still in the Super Bowl hangover. But that, but the thing that's cool about it is, we played the longest season in NFL history. I mean, we yep. had the Super Bowl. Now, two weeks later, it's the combine. Then, before you know, it's gonna be free agent. Then, before you know, it's gonna be the draft. And then, before you know, it's gonna be mini camp. And then we're back in the season again. I mean, that's that's the cool part about playing as long as we did. It sucks we lost, <laughs> but that's the yeah. cool part about what what happened last year. Well, and I I think that's just it, right? Like. There's that, there's that hangover element. There's trying to move forward, and you're being forced to, which is a good thing. I would just let's call it healthy. You have to. <laughs> but at the same time, you can't help but and sit back and small victories, right? Like it's like look at us, look at us, not ready for the what's to come because of how busy we were in the postseason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, like, that's the funny thing is like like dude, like last I don't know what. 10 years, we, we would start, or at least last five, we'd start looking at the draft in, like, what, December? <laughs> like, yeah. I just, and people keep asking me about the draft. I'm like, well, the way the Bengals have attacked this offseason the last couple of years, I don't know what they're going to do in the draft, because to me, it depends on what they do in free agency, and that's kind of what it was last year, because I was on the Chase bandwagon, but I wasn't on that until they signed Riley Reef. Once hmm. they got Reef, I'm like, okay, now, yes, now we can go get Chase, and that's where I am kind of this year if we get the uh, offensive line fixed and free agency then i say go draft defense in 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 in, in the drivers but you know best player available because like i can't remember who, who said on here but the defense we have we fixed it through free agency they're all they're all not going to stay we're going to lose these guys eventually and we got to have people to replace them so i think it's going to be kind of reversed like last couple of years has been free agency free agency in defense i think this year's going to be free agency not necessarily offense but just the offensive line in general and then the draft is going to be defense. And I would love to get Wyatt from, uh, I think I'm saying his name, from uh, Georgia, that three-tech. I, I think I'm saying his, la- his last name right. He would be If he's there, he'd be perfect. But I don't know. It depends on what they're going to do in, in, in you know free agency. And I'm also curious to see how free agency is going to impact how aggressive they get in the draft. I don't know that I expect them to. Don't get me wrong. But at the same right. time, like 31 is a spot that, we're not really used to being in, in the draft and how do they adjust to that? Right. Um, to be the first, like their first overall pick of the draft. So, um, 
you know, does that give the, do they want to use any leverage? Do they want to trade back? Do they want to trade forward? I think it could be a very, I don't know. Again, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it this way. I, 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 there's a chance, very good chance the Bengals would, would trade back just in their, their history. I mean, them trade, some people say, well, maybe they trade up and get, get a line and bog or whatever. I don't see them doing that. I, 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 especially when they can fix it in free agency. And I just, I can totally see them trading out of 31. If they fix it for you, trade out of 31, get another second round pick, another third round pick and, and go, going that route, because there's still going to be guys in the early second round to late second round that you can come in and they can have, they can be impact players for us. Absolutely. I, I, and I'm sure you've, you've thought this and I'm sure others have said it. But when you think about the Bengals offseason and free agency specifically, as a fan, mm -hmm. how often do you get these sort of wild, fantastical ideas? And then it just kind of not disappoint. I mean, sure, it disappoints at times, but it, it you know, the end result is a bit deflating. It feels like all of a sudden we're not big players. And now look, look at where we're at now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've reflected upon this, but obviously last offseason in the free agency, uh, what they ultimately came away with, uh, especially on defense. But I, I just love all the new uh, – what's the word I'm trying to look for here? Every, uh, how many times were we tested as a fan base throughout the regular season, throughout the postseason, on just shaking what we were used to, right? <laughs> right. And to go through that, that little that exercise. Uh, uh, to, oh, exactly. Go again. Yeah, exactly. I, I got gotcha. you. Keep going. I it's gotcha. familiar, yet still uncomfortable. And we had to get through that discomfort, and it came out with much different results than we could have ever expected in many ways. And I think, right, wrong, or indifferent, as far as a, a, the free agent, the free agency, you know, time frame is going to go for us as a fan base. It could end up the same way. I don't want to say quiet. It could end up just being, I don't know. There aren't these big blockbuster moves. Not that we expect that, but there aren't the, the, the filling the, the key areas, the gaps that we expect anyone should be able to see they should do. I don't right. think that will happen. But if it did, I, I, I have, I, it's still processing all that and saying they've done so well up to this point. Now I kind of have to shift my thinking. Now right. I kind of have to, I'm going to question it. We have to, but you know, it, I don't know. There's been so much of just defying expectations in, a, in the, the best possible way that when it becomes a familiar exercise again, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Does that make any sense? To you? <laughs> no, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I can kind of roll that to, to, to Frangie last year because they, they went all into a certain point. They went all in on defense. They got Riley yeah. Reef. They didn't go all in on a guard. Kevin Seidler was there. They could have got him, gave him a little bit more money. He, like James has even came on my show, and he says yeah. he knows for a fact that Seidler wanted to come back here, but Baltimore offered him so much more money, it wasn't even. It was ridiculous. And that's where this year the Bengals, to me, have to be all in. They have to fix the offensive line. They have to. They, and they know what they have in Joe Burrow. They, Joe Burrow – could be the best quarterback in Bengals history. And that's for at least one guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, Kenny Anderson, Boomer Size. Both those took both those guys took us to the Super Bowl. You know, say what you want about Andy Dalton. He took us to five straight playoffs. He was a he was a good quarterback. But I mean, he's the best one we've ever had. I think he's the best one we might ever have. And that's how important this is. They have to me, they have to be all in. They can't just go. All right, we're going to go get a right tackle, and we're going to find something with the guards. Which I mean, everybody say, well, that's what you're saying they're going to do 
with Jensen. But I look at it a little differently. If you get Jensen and you get get a uh, just get a tackle, say we get a right tackle, mm-hmm. a good right tackle. To me, if you have a, set, a, a anchor at center and an anchor at your tackles, that makes your guards better, you know. And Trey Hopkins, I think, could be a solid guard. Now you could get Spain back at the other guard. And the other thing, Jackson Carmen, Deontay Smith could take a jump like Logan Wilson did uh, th- this year. You know, from your rookie year to your next year, could be a big jump. I don't want the Bengals to um, count on that, but I could see them doing that. That's where I'm at. But I would prefer them to hell to go sign, you know, a center guard and a tackle and forget it. It's fixed. That would be great. It seems so straightforward, right? I mean, and, and then you, you think about your own gut reaction, your own instinct as a, uh, you know, just us just sitting here like me in my basement just like oh I wish Bengals should do this and that and <laughs> it's easy for us and, and sometimes you question yourself naturally but then I, I, I and this is probably not healthy but I can't help but go back to, <laughs> to uh really the, the last off season uh and it, it, coming out of the last regular season even when we're like you're gonna do something about that offensive line we're all asking it we're all calling it out not to just drudge it all up again but at the same time we all saw it and we and look they got to the Super Bowl, right? It's not like we saw the defects. They, I think, saw those defects, and they you know, persevered despite it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course. But now they're going to go out there and build that thing. Uh, they're doing the very thing we were asking them to do the last offseason. So I guess my point is that when you sit there and you say, like, we, we sit there and we go, look, it, okay, I just got to add one here, do two there, there. I can't help but think about a little empowered by the fact that we we're all like, what about that offensive line? And now they're like, yeah, we got to do something about that offensive line. Right, exactly. Uh, I'll get the Matt Crenshaw's here uh, comment. It's pretty good. He's not trying to be funny, but this is very well might be Mike Brown's final Super Bowl window of his life. He better go all in. And I, I think Mike Brown realizes that. And that's where I mean, Mike's come out and said they're going to do, I don't know, everything they can or what they can to support Joe Burrow, however he said it. And I really do believe, I mean, Mike Brown, what's, yeah, he wants to win a Super Bowl. Everybody who owns a team wants to win a Super Bowl. I guess I think there's been times where Mike Brown didn't know or wasn't willing to do everything he could to do it. I have a feeling that that this is the time that he does. Not, I'm not saying we're going to go out and sign Armstead and we're going to go out and get Orlando Brown, you know, the two best tackles in, in free agent. I'm not saying we're going to do that. But right. I think we're we're going to get – I really, I just – I keep see, hearing so, so much noise about a center. I do think it's going to be a center. I really do think it's going to be another tackle, and it might possibly be a guard. And if they do that, they go get Cobert from, from the uh, Rams. That's fine. And say say Morgan Moses, who I think is more of along the lines of where the Bengals might sign a, a right tackle, or, or Reef again, you never know. But I, that's kind of along the line where I think they're going. I really do think they have a chance, and they're going to get three of them. And then the third – the guard position is going to be a competition between, I think it's going to be Jackson Carmen and Deontay Smith. Cause I, I do think they believe that they can be our future guards. And like I said, we take one uh, jump from one year to the next, but, but all right, Andrew, let's just say, say they sign Ryan Jensen, Cobert, and they sign Moss or Moses. I'm saying his name wrong. And they got a competition at the other guard. And Jonah Williams is your, your left tackle. Would you be okay with that? Or that would that not be enough? When you say not enough, are you saying to field starters like everything after that's just depth? Like, well, yeah. I mean, would you want? Because I mean, you still have a competition at guard, is what I'm saying. And one of it would still be a competition. Or would you would just want? I mean, I know everybody wants a plug and play guy, but I, I can't see us getting four. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, can't. 
I mean, so I mean, which I actually I say the competition would be Trey Hopkins, Deontay Smith, and and Jackson. That would be the competition, I think. So it'd be three of them. Yeah, I have to wonder. <sighs> I in that scenario, I'm okay. I'm okay in that scenario. I, I, it goes down. It goes back to we're shifting a bit, not a ton. Mm-hmm. Are we comfortable with proven commodities? We assume, right? That are right. going in and actually executing at a position that they've at least played at some point in their career. And in that scenario, um, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Now, we have existing players, of course, on this roster right now that are, I assume, are going to be able to fill in a healthy part-time amount if needed. Right. Um, and then I would still want a little bit of depth maybe through the draft and get a little competition going there. But overall, uh, I think in that scenario – and we've mentioned a few of them. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrows, I, I, like just, just, just the, from, like from a percentage standpoint of just improvement because of the ability that he's going to be able to reads on mm-hmm. average it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if he gets his third one, <laughs> well, 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 if he actually has time to get his third read, I'm like, dude, that that's, that's what's scary about this. That's what I'm hoping we get to. I'll get Brandon here. He wants to. Know, we talked about uh, Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Uh, that that's, goes to how I started the show, which where yeah. he's kind of saying what I've been saying that I want to sign Jensen, and he didn't say move uh, Hopkins over to guard, but that's kind of what I've been saying. And like I said, I like I said, we don't know if it's true, but I mean, like I said, Pac-Man <laughs> knows more people in the NFL than we do, so maybe he's right. I don't know. We'll see. So what you got? What you uh? What are you working on for James here? Can I get some get some breaking news? You know, to, that you can. I know you got posted to the to the channel anyway. We're just going to push people to to James's channel. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually being posted right now. The uh, so for for the yeah, I guess I, I I'll add a little context. So yeah, the uh, a lot of my history with James Rapine really is that uh, we've known each other for a number of years and we've worked on a number of different projects, uh, over time when he kind of was brought on with all bangles through sports illustrated. Uh, we, we, we had a conversation about that. I had a, a, some time where I was writing for Cincy jungle. I did some fantasy football writing for SB nation and he and I were again, friends for years. So, uh, he asked if I wanted to be on, come on board, help out, maybe just get some things, uh, stood up. And that was originally the plan. And then for one reason or another, you know, COVID, this and that, things just kind of changed to where I was very involved in in video work. And right. I kind of saw the opportunity in that platform of, hey, let's let's uh let's kind of do something with that space, you know, with with the access that you have to various things that we have out there. Mm-hmm. So we kind of collaborated and that's where we started this, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals talk channel. And today, at least, we are doing um, we're covering some things with the combine. And Duke Tobin, yeah, he went out there. He spoke to everyone. I have yet to even watch that footage uh, at the podium. But he also did a little aside with uh, some of the media. And James was able to get some of that. I think there's a good 14, 15 minutes. And it posted 20 seconds ago. So, yeah, it's out there. And so, um, Watch my show and then go look at it. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, that, there's no – it's not as time sensitive. Yeah, it, it's not going anywhere. Within the – within the you know, by end of day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. exactly. So – but yeah, no, it's uh, we, we we do we do a lot of uh, again taking advantage of the fact that you know James uh, is able to. It's a medium that he hasn't done a ton with from a uh, on-demand standpoint through YouTube, and um, you know he, he's got his background in broadcasting, of course. But uh, it's it's been fun. It's been a year now. He and I yeah. just kind of started it. So 
Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I I, I watch you guys and try to find out stuff to, to talk about, to be honest. I mean, I steal you guys' stuff all the time because I don't have the access. I mean, I'm just the crazy guy on the bridge that can can watch practice and, you know, I, I go to the games. I, I don't have the access James does. So that's why I love what you guys do. I think it's very very informative. And I, I called James, he was on my show last week. I call him Mr. Yeah. Uh, Bengal Informationalist. I yeah, just came that's up, right. I saw just that. Came up with that word. But it's true. If you want, If you want to know what's going on with the Bengals, Check out James. He's he's more locked in than than anybody, I think. Totally, yeah. And 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 look, I mean, I think that's where I think there was a value in just looking at it from a bigger picture, from a Bengals um, fan base standpoint. There are great channels in in the world of YouTube, of course, podcasting, right? But right. but even like let's stick with YouTube for a moment here. There's great channels, and you know this very channel. It's a it's it, it's driven by that sort of, it's a whole different animal, the energy of a fan, you know, the observations of a fan. And I, uh, I certainly didn't want to enter that space. And that's where I would have, if it was just me. Right. Right. And I kind of said, what if, what if we just do something that no one's really doing so we can kind of complement all of that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what we did. And I think it kind of fits in nicely with a lot of the great contents that's out there. Um, not even really directly competing with it. It just kind of, again, it's a supplement to all, well, that's, uh, all that's the really stuff that's out there. To me about this YouTube stuff, I don't think anybody competes with anybody sure. because you can watch it like, oh, yeah, I'm live now, but hell, you can watch it tomorrow. You can watch it tonight. You can watch it whenever you want. It's on demand. You right. know, you can go watch the, the stuff you just put, posted with James on, on your guys' channel. Then you can turn around and watch mine. So I never look at it as competition because, I mean, you, you like Locked Up Mango is only a half hour. I'm on for an hour at the most. You know, James does, you know, it's 20 minutes or whatever, you know, so th- nothing is in direct competition. It's all the same thing. We're all trying to get as much information out there as we can about our favorite team. I mean, you guys cover them. Some people say I cover them. I don't really cover them. I'm just a fan. You know, <laughs> that, that's very, I don't know. I, you, you, you've got a, you, I, I like, uh, I like the, the bridge move. I like when you go out there and uh, kind of gorilla style, you know, just, uh, that, that, that's fun. I, I, well, I like that angle. Well, the funny thing is, the <laughs> first time I started doing it, I, I just started, you know, videoing all, all practice. And then, <laughs> then the Bengals came up and said, um, have you been videoing the whole thing? I'm like, um, yeah. Can I was you, wondering you take that, that down? I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so then I figured out, I could, I, like, I, the first 15 minutes or whatever, I could, I could video. Once I see James and all those guys leave, then I got to stop videoing. <laughs> so I could, then I could just sit there and watch it for myself, so. But I, I will I, say, I will say that, you you know, and you've, you've, you're living this right now, too. I mean, I, I... 10 years ago, what year is it now? <laughs> 10 years ago, nine years ago, I suppose, you know, I was doing stuff with Cincy Jungle. I, I was blown away by, you know, especially when they came from Georgetown and they were doing practices in Cincinnati for in training camp. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by the level of access that we had as somebody that isn't at that time. Of course, we weren't wasn't media credentialed. I couldn't just walk out and talk to a player or whatever, you know, but I could go out on the field. That was the one time of the year where I felt like I could go out there and document things. I could go out there and get little clips of something and write about it and put a little observation out there. And it's a really cool time for anyone that's a fan, whether you want to cover them or not to go out there and see what's happening. And I will say that, uh, you know, doing that for a couple of years, that, uh, I, that was really a, a big instrumental, I would say, in my sort of desire to talk about this team and cover that. It got a lot of attention, and I was like, I'm just anybody can come here. Yeah. But the fact that that's just everybody. doing that effort was it's it's really great. 
Well, I mean, the cool thing is too. I mean, if you, if you watch, I mean, I think most, I think most of English, they don't know my name. They know there's that guy up on the bridge again, or whatever. They see me as they walk <laughs> in and out of practice. You know, they rec- they recognize me. But the cool thing is, sometimes you can actually interact with them as they're walking. You know, it might be two seconds walking back to practice sure. or walking. It's easier after the walking back from practice because they're more willing to talk. So you can you can ask them some stuff, and that's like I said, I got to talk to Duke Tobin and ask him stuff. So I, I found out different things just just by that just by going and just talking to them you know so it's it's kind of cool of how and the Bengals players for the most part are pretty friendly so is the blackburns i mean katie's come up and talk to me elizabeth has come up and talk to me i mean they're not they're normal people <laughs> that's what i try to you know they, they're not the uppity look at look look uh look their nose down at you or anything they'll talk to you it's kind of cool of how how they they treat you and they're like you're down here again because I, I saw zach at the uh uh the the last uh, party they had at uh, Washington Park, and mm-hmm. he was there. And I actually got his autograph. And I said, "Hey, I'll be back up on the bridge, you know, when you guys uh, start <laughs> up." And he, he looked uh, dead at me. He goes, "I know you will." So I'm like, "I smacked my son." I said, "See, he knows who I am." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, anyway, I, you said you got to get out of here about six o'clock. It's six o two. You need to run. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I I I probably do need to go. I, so a uh, little. You talk about kids. Uh, Mine are going to be rushing in here at any moment, and they'll be stomping above my head, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard to concentrate. But hey, look, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, and it's going to be, uh, you know, Bengals coverage in general here, all over the place. It's going to be combine is a fun time. So uh, this week especially, it's going to be fun to hear some of the takeaways, some of what they're uh, what they're measuring out there. The forty, the forty is always fun. Yep, and. Uh, I don't know. It, it, things are going to really swell after this, as far as conversations about the uh, the draft. But that free agency is just going to jump right I, in there. I, and that's I, I can't get past the free agent. That's that's where I'm at. I know. That. That's that's look at us. Look at us. And the thing is, like four years ago, I would have never even paid attention to free agency because the Bengals didn't sign anybody. Now, like, oh, we are. So, I, yeah. but, uh, Sunday, I'll be down at the uh, combine. I, I have a ticket, but free, which, did, did you know they're giving away free tickets? It's free. I didn't ever do the combine was free. So I didn't know they had transitioned to that. I remember a handful of years ago, you would put in for like a sort of a, like a lottery system, you know, and you'd get your ticket. They'd have a selected group of people. And I did that twice. And, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about it being wide open. Uh, yeah. I, just, now. We put, I got, I got to five free tickets. So me, my son, my brother-in-law and my nephew are all going to go. And I think one of my buddies from work are all going to go. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. I, like I said, I've never went there and this might be the last time, but this might be the last year in, in, in Indy. Cause they're going to probably going to move it around. It's going to become a big thing like the draft. They're going to make it even bigger and you know, yada, yada, yada. So it's I'm going to enjoy a good time. It. I don't know how they're going to treat everyone when it's just wide open like that. But when we had it, you know, the lottery system they, you know, you could get lunch and things like that and, and get a little earpiece and uh, you get, you get a Marshall Falk talking to you or something about, what's going on on the field so yeah nfl network uh we'll, we'll see how it goes this year I, I would i would be curious to know your thoughts when you go through it and maybe share it with everyone here um what that experience is like from your perspective because that's the kind of stuff i enjoy even if it's oh, just real. going through paul brown stadium and here's all the things they've improved that's the stuff that i like seeing um and uh for a combine not many people get to go not many people mm-hmm. get that viewpoint so uh it's gonna be really cool yeah, we're definitely gonna go to put a video together of it. And my my editor is my son. He's not as uh, I, he he. I I told him I was, you got to edit it quicker so I can get this stuff out because I, I like if I edit it, it's on iMovie and it looks really cheesy. And like you know, he's got all the same equipment everything you do. He can make it look really cool. So we're gonna we're gonna hopefully put together a really cool video of our trip, what we saw, and things like that. So it should be pretty cool. We'll find out.
Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope you're as appreciative of his work as. James oh, dude! Is, uh, I, 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 I'm, I was about to make a joke about James going like being uh, difficult. James, but James, do James does doesn't appreciate you, Andrew. We all know right, that. Right. We, we know we know he he doesn't appreciate you. <laughs> all right, Andrew, man, I appreciate you coming. I'm glad we tried to do this back in November. Uh, but that's when that's when I I got COVID, so I was off the air for like two weeks. So yeah. as I said, dude, I'm sick. I can't get you on. So I'm glad you're able to. We're able to make this happen now. No, that's awesome. Appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to seeing your experience at uh, Lucas Oil. So. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Take right. it easy. You too, man. See ya. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Like I said, Andrew does a great job on uh, on James's channel. And uh, we and him have talked back and forth through Twitter and different things. So I was like, hey, he'd be kind of a cool guy to have on and get a different uh, perspective of, of things. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to get different voices on there from different people and, you know, just stuff like that. Hoss, he said, I'm enjoying all the podcast information and passion from the team. I love Houday. Andrew Iceman and all Houday Nation. And that, that's one thing I, I would – I'm curious. I'm sure other NFL teams have as many podcasts or whatever as, as we do. I know ours are starting to blow up because, well, let's be honest, the Bengals went, went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of cool covering it now because the Bengals are turning into a – a cool team. I mean, we were cool when we had Chad and Carson and all that, but we never won anything. We're cool and we won stuff this year. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Like I said, the draft's coming up. I'm I'm excited to go down there. I guess we are going to put a video together. It will be up hopefully as soon as we get, probably not Sunday night. <laughs> hopefully sometime Monday it'll be be up and you guys can watch it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to, to get there. And that, that, that goes to what I'm just saying with, but as I started the show, it's baseball is announced that uh, the season, the first two series are canceled. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody care? I mean, I mean, literally, we're, 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 we're here in where professional baseball started. City of Cincinnati, that's first professional baseball team. We have opening day parade. Every it, it, People have said this for years. It should be a holiday, yada, yada, yada. You're telling me we're going to go three years without a normal opening day? Three years without a freaking parade? And they're, they're saying if it, if it starts, if they skip the two first series, we're going to start in Atlanta. Now somebody said the last time they did that, we won the World Series in 1990. I said, yeah, but that was a lot better team. <laughs> you know, we had pitching and hitting and a lot better team. But I mean, not that the team, I mean, I think the team, if they play, is going to be a 500 team. I don't think we're going to, well, hell, if they get 14 teams, maybe we'll, we'll make the playoffs. I don't know. But, Either way, it's, it's just I can't. The baseball can't get out of its own way. I, I just don't understand it. And football is such a juggernaut. Like I said, I'm literally excited to go watch guys in t-shirts and shorts run the forty, see how high they can jump, weight lift. <laughs> you know, it's it's a show. The, the the big one of the biggest shows around is the draft, and you're just sitting there watching a guy walk up on stage and announce people. That's all the draft is, but the NFL's made it such a big experience. It's so much fun. I, I guarantee you that's what they're about to do with the combine when they start moving it around. Maybe after maybe, maybe after next year, maybe this year's last year in Indy. I don't know. But it's just baseball does or excuse me, football does such a better job of promoting their sport than baseball does. Baseball can't get out of its own way. I mean, what baseball should have been working on this year is how to fix the game. Because right now it's boring. You sit there and you're just waiting for a guy to hit a three-run homer. There's no bunny. There's no hitting a run. There's no hitting behind the player, the, the 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 runner. None of that stuff. That's 
What makes baseball more fun is action on the field, things happening, ball in play. If it's a strikeout or a home run, it's it's boring to watch sometimes. And I love baseball. I grew up loving baseball, you know. That's the stuff they should have been fixing this year, fixing the game, not all the money or whatever the crap they're arguing about now. And these freaking owners who keep saying they don't have any money is bull crap. <laughs> we went through the pandemic where we only played 60-some games and none of them lost any money. Don't give me that. I get so I get, <laughs> I get so irritated with these small market teams say they don't have any money. If you don't have any money, sell the team. If you're losing money, then why the hell do you still own the team? Sorry, you're not losing money. You're not. You're just not spending enough to to, to compete. And you want to go and, yes, I know the Dodgers and Yankees spend way more money than, than, than the Reds do. I'm not saying that that's what the Reds should do, but three years ago they spent a lot of money, but all of a sudden they can't. Bullcrap. Yeah, like, yeah, Bagels Bruce, stop the damn shift. Yeah, it's, well, okay, stop the shift. I don't know. Here's an idea. If there's the third baseman is that shortstop and that third baseline is completely wide open, hit the ball down there. Bun it. <laughs> but no, these idiots keep swinging as hard as they can into the shift. What? Does that make any sense to anybody? If you bunt the ball down the third baseline, you do it every single time or the first baseline, you're on base. You do that four consecutive times. Hell, it's a run. <laughs> it's at least action. But they won't do it. I, I don't. It's To me, it's like when I was a little kid <laughs> playing baseball, if if that they did that to you, my coach would have said, bun it. And if you didn't, you wouldn't have been playing. <laughs> you know, I know it's Major League Baseball, and, and I'm talking a little league, but that's basic stuff that these professional baseball players won't do. That's the stuff to me they got to fix. And Rob Manfred wants to put a time clock in and do all this other stuff. No. Put the ball in play. If there's action, the game gets better. It does. You know? That's the stuff that should have been fixed and not whatever the hell they're arguing about now. But it doesn't matter. We're, like I said, we're not going to have baseball. Like I said, we might not have it till May. I think we'll be lucky if we have it by May with, with these idiots. And Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner ever. I know people don't like Roger Goodell. I actually think Roger Goodell is probably one of the best commissioners. I, I know people get upset with the way he runs stuff, but <laughs> look at his league. I know I know people say you just get out of the way and it, 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 it's, you know, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Trust me, he could screw it up. If Rob Manford, if, <laughs> if Rob Manford was the commissioner of, of the NFL, it would be screwed up because Rob Manford has completely screwed this thing up. I don't even know if he's ever even watched baseball before or, or cares about it. I don't even know. I don't know what that guy thinks. I just. It just kills me. Three years in a row, we're not going to have a normal opening day. Are you kidding me? It just... Uh, anyway. That's why I'm excited about the combine. We got the combine coming up. We got college basketball. We, we got March Madness coming up here soon. You know, whatever. <laughs> Crip, what you got here? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to miss the beer cup towers. I love seeing that in the stands. Hey, you want to have that? You know, hell, hey, watch a, watch a USFL Crip, we we'll, we can start our own beer cup, cup stand at our at our house, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> just it, it's just I, my I just I cannot understand why the owners and players are it seems like they're hell bent on destroying this this game. It's they're just 
it's going downhill. <laughs> it is going downhill. And people, you think people didn't care after 94? You do this again? People really aren't going to care. I mean, you struggled to get people in the stands. The Reds struggled to get people in the stands last year. Do you realize that? And they had a winning team because of the year before. I know we had a pandemic, but they could have started earlier. They waited till August because they were arguing about money. They started later than, than they could have. <laughs> so the, the, the Bob Castellini doesn't spend any money to make the team any better. Nobody shows up. Bob, look at the Bengals. Spent my, and I know it's it's you can turn a, a football team around faster than you can a baseball team. I understand that. But when you did what you did in the offseason of 2020, and then the next two years you don't do anything, and then the owners just take baseball away, they, they don't care if they don't play. They don't make money on it. They, they're not if they're worried about losing money, they wouldn't wouldn't cancel games, right? You know, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, we're losing money. Oh, so what's what's the best thing to do? Oh, let's not play. So we get no money. And you're screwing all the all the, the cities out in Arizona and 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 Florida. You know, all these cities who, who rely on this money to come in for their 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 little towns for, for spring training. You're screwing them. You know, you don't care. Uh, anyway. Uh Andrew, what's up? He says something here. Uh, Crypt Keeper, I do wonder if the video James sent me was his third or fourth take <laughs> until he, he cooled down about Palmer. <laughs> oh, God. I have to watch this. I have to watch this video. I got to see what it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll get that out of here. Hold on. Block you. Go away. Uh, a salary cap will fix a lot of it. But they'd have to spend to it. I don't think a salary cap would fix it. If if you have a salary cap and your owner is still isn't going to spend to the salary cap, I don't think he's going to fix it. I mean, that's what everybody keeps saying. But I mean, the hell, the Bengals they got a salary cap, but I mean, they don't spend all the way up to it. You got other ones to spend over it. I mean, I still don't think that's going to fix making small market teams saying we can't compete. It, it that's their crutch. They've had this crutch that they don't. They keep saying they can't compete. Yada yada and. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. They can compete. They choose not to. All right, Greg. Until they block, until they do blackouts again, hard to sell the experience. Expensive tickets when you can watch it at home. Hated when they made that. Yeah, well, yes and no. I'll put it this way. Because in 1990, when the Reds won the World Series, that's when Sports Channel came out. And that's the version of Fox Sports Net and Bally's and all that stuff. When that came out, they had a ton of games on there. You, Yes, you could watch them all then, too. People still want to, still went to the game. People still want to go and have a dog and a beer and enjoy a baseball game. There's a difference. Yes, it's easier to sit at your house and do it. But, Greg, I think if they win and they consistently win and, and you have – Hope like Bengals fans, we have hope. We we think we're going to win for the next five to seven years. You know, if the Bengals could or the Reds could bring that hope that we're a winning team and in the playoffs and fighting for a World Series for the next seven years. People are going to go to the game. They're going to because it's it's experience. It's fun being at the games. So I understand what you're saying, but I don't totally agree. You got to have a winning product. You got to do this, and then and other small market teams keep claiming they don't have any. Money is crazy. 
Haas. Still gotta love Jonathan India. Go Reds. Yeah. I love Jonathan India. He's ticked off that they're not playing. You saw his tweet. Keith, I keep hearing about developing players on the O. Oh, you're talking about Bengals here. Uh, I keep hearing about developing players on the Bengals O line. Bengals cannot go another year trying to develop O line players. Well, I'm just saying. I'll put it this way. I could see. Let's just say they do what Pat Man says, and they sign Ryan Johnson. And I'm telling you, I really, if they sign a center, I'm telling you, Trey Hopkins is kicking over to guard. I, I just, or he's going to compete for guard. <laughs> okay. So, so then let's say they sign a right tackle because I, I would love them to sign, you know, three. All right. Let's go with three. Say they sign a right tackle and they say they sign another guard. Well, then there's a competition between Trey Hopkins, DeAndre Smith, and, and Jax Carmen for that other guard. It's just gonna. That's the way it's gonna be. And I, 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 like I said, even if you sign three guys, it's say it's two tackles and a guard. Then you know you got you got Trey Hopkins center, you got Jonah guard. You still got a competition for the other guard. They're going to have a competition for one of the guard spots. They're going to. You know, it's just a matter of I think they got. That's why I keep saying, go get the center and go get a tackle. Go get one of the guard, and then you have all three of those positions established and stable. Yes, you have a competition at guard. Hopefully, Jackson Carmen can make a jump. Hopefully, Deontay Smith can make a jump. Who knows? I do think they're going to make a jump at the second second year. But I do think there's going to be a competition at one of the guard spots. I do. I just think it. Uh, let's see here. Ken, first year Bur- Burrow injured, second year. 70, attack, 70 sacks, Burrow injured again. Love the Reds, but they got to get better pitching. They got to get better pitching, defense, a better bench a better bullpen. There's a lot of stuff the Reds have got to get. <laughs> so anyway, that just wrap up what I'm saying about the offense line. I just, for some reason, all the noise I'm hearing, I got a feeling they're going to sign a center. I got a feeling they're going to sign a tackle. I don't know if they're going to sign a guard. I hope they do, but don't be surprised. Trey Hopkins is one of your starting guards and Jackson Carmen and Deontay Smith are, are fighting out for the other guard. But that's still <laughs> a better offensive line than what we had last year. I'm not saying we all should be happy with it, but if it protects Joe, then I don't think any of us will care. So anyway, those are my thoughts. We'll see what happens. I don't know who's coming on the show tomorrow. Who is tomorrow? Uh, I think Sands. Oh, yeah. Bengal Sands is coming on tomorrow. So he's a great follow on Twitter. You guys can check him out. And let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, since I read Dry Third Heavy for Home. Bearcat Country, Bearcat Ruck is the. Ohio State Buck Nuts, the Ice Bar. And you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all on under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. T- uh, Twitter is at Jeff A. Trinipole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Just look up Sports Strawberry Ice. It'll pop up. If you missed any of the interview with Andrew Foxmiller, like I said, he's a producer for James Rapine on his channel, and you want to listen to it, can't watch it, check it out on the, on the podcast. It'll be up there later on tonight. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review, and leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, like I said, we're at 1,507, which is awesome. I've been kind of stuck there for about three days now. Tell your friends, say your neighbors. Sports Strawberry Ice. Subscribe. Let's try to get to 2,000. Let's try to get to 2,000 before the football season, so September. So it's uh, March 1st. So from March to September, let's try to get to to 2,000 subscribers for me. I would greatly appreciate it. 
And other than that, I think I'm going to go back and watch the Combine some more. You guys have a great night. Oh, the Bearcats are playing tonight. Go watch them hopefully beat Houston. I'll probably watch them too, but they don't start till 9 o'clock. I hope they win, but they haven't looked very good lately. So watch the Bearcats, watch Combine. Come watch me tomorrow. Check out James' show and his channel and everything that Andrew does for him because we all know James does not appreciate Andrew. We know this. <laughs> Give Andrew some love. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!